A mind transfusion, or should I say a new neurological construction, is critical to the born-again experience. A believer must actively participate in this phenomenon. Automatic pilot just won't do. It is the principle outlined in Romans chapter 12 concerning the renewing of the mind. New paths in the brain must be constructed, creating a new way of thinking, a new way of walking, a new way of talking, and it's all constructed out of God's words, thoughts. This is a very literal spiritual process where neurons are loaded with new supernatural information. These neurons connected by synapses create a new mental highway made of words, the highway of holiness. Isaiah chapter 35 verses 8 through 10 speaks of a highway that is both physical and spiritual. And an highway shall be there and a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Proverbs 16:7 The highway of the upright is to depart from evil he that keepeth his way preserveth his soul As we put on the mind of Christ through the renewing process we also learn to speak the new language of faith Speaking is central to salvation and dominant victory Our initial and entire salvation is hooked to the spoken word Jesus Christ who is the word of God and our word Romans chapter 10 verse 10 for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and then Revelation chapter 12 verses 10 and 11 and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death have you been born again have you entered the highway of holiness are you ready for forgiveness in the best day of your life with a tomorrow that will be better click on the further with jesus for today is the day of salvation now for today's subject God said Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light God said 1 John chapter 4 verse 18 There is no fear in love but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment he that feareth is not made perfect in love. God said Hebrews chapter 4, the first 3 verses, let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Man said the Bible was not authored by God, but just written by men and has no insights of any real value. Now the record This is part two in the conclusion of the feature 
kiss those panic attacks goodbye. This short series was spawned by the following email from Sister Ruth, a fictitious name. Hello, I was saved when I was 15 years old. I've been baptized and I've tried to live a Christian life ever since. However, in the past few years, I've been overcome with anxiety, panic attacks, etc. These things come and go. I do attend church, and my husband and I are trying to be godly examples to our children, but sometimes I become very fearful of the future, the end of the world, etc. Things are so crazy. I know as a child of God I shouldn't fear the end, but I can't help it. I worry about my family and about never seeing my children again. Will we know each other in heaven? I can't imagine not knowing my beloved family. My husband keeps saying that we should love God the most, and I know he's right. But as a stay-at-home mom of three young children whom I'm with all the time, it's hard not to focus on them, if that makes any sense. I have doubts that maybe I'm not saved since I have all the fears. Maybe I don't love God enough. Also, I've also heard people say that to be saved, you need to have a personal relationship with Jesus. What exactly does that mean? I always pray to God the Father in Jesus' name. I don't seem to call on Jesus, but instead I always say, God, does it matter? I've always been concerned about doing everything just right. I've had trust issues in the past with my father and other men. Maybe those are underlying problems that I'm carrying over to my God-child relationship. Help! I'm confused. Is Satan just trying to torment me? Thank you for reading this. End of quote. The power of the revelation of the Word of God in these two features goes far beyond all confines of the natural mind. Whether you are experiencing problems like those Sister Ruth articulates or not, we all need to review this information. Take the time. It will return enormous benefits that surely exceed exaggeration. If you have not visited Part 1, stop now and click onto the following hot link. If you follow the instructions, you'll be there for a while, but fear not, we will wait for you. Stop and do it. You will gain holy muscle, gospel mass, and supernatural strength. J.S. Rubin, NMD, Ph.D., in his 300-plus page book, The Maker's Diet, made this shocking statement. Personally, I am convinced that if 100 healthy people were told by a physician they had incurable cancer and that they only had six months to live, approximately 30 of them would die. That's how powerful faith, even in the negative, can be. End of quote. Most of you are familiar with the placebo effect. When testing the effectiveness of a new medication, for example, half of those in the test are given the new medication, while the other half receive a harmless sugar pill, a placebo, yet they think they are ingesting the new remedy. The percentage of those who improve after taking the placebo averages around 33%. In some cases, the placebo turns in better results than the actual medication being tested. The nocebo effect, on the other hand, is the opposite of the placebo. It is true. The words spoken to us that we embrace and the words that we speak are so astonishingly important, so very spiritual, yet they produce very real and tangible physical ramifications. The word of God reads in Psalms 141.3, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 16, Yea, my reins shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. For more information, click on to the following subjects. Don't forget your 3x5 cards. The following Gospels should be added. Proverbs 23.16, Romans 10.10. Sister Ruth said she was very fearful of the future 
and of the end of the world. Just as we were born again, our circumstances must also be saved. This conversion of circumstances follows the identical process of our original salvation. Above we listed Romans 10.10 as one of our gospels. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Our circumstances are converted in this very way, mixing the word of God with faith, confessing the verses of promise, and not confessing the negative curse will in the most literal way transform circumstances. Hopefully, all of you have already spent the time and reviewed the information in part one of this series. One of the subjects was titled Secrets and Demonstrations of Power Speaking. In this feature, we were instructed to practice the miracle of the spoken word by speaking God's promises over ourselves. Let's practice. Speak the following promises out loud. Ready? Here we go. I am a child of God. I am born again. I am a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. I have power with God. My God causes me to triumph in all things. All things work together for my good. God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Today is the best day of my life. Tomorrow will be better. Surely death and life are, are in the power of the tongue. I must again emphasize the need for redundancy in God's revelation. In all learning experiences, repetition is at the core. God declares this principle in Isaiah 28, verses 9 and 10. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little. Patiently and methodically review all data. Don't skim it, assuming you know all there is to know about the matter. Transforming fear into faith requires the renewing of the mind, which is a product of the word of God. Romans ten seventeen reads, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Consider Sister Ruth's fear of the end of the world. Theoretically, there are two ends of the world. One, the end of the world as we know it, post-Armageddon, where all the world's wicked armies and governments are destroyed by Jesus Christ and the righteous. Satan is cast into the bottomless pit for a thousand years, and King Jesus reigns on the earth for a thousand magnificent years. Revelation chapter 20. Number two, in Second Peter chapter 3, the second end takes place. The physical destruction of the world ushers in the new heavens and the new earth, where the glorious new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven will reside. This is the entrance to and fulfillment of the blessed hope. Take note that both of these ends are very excellent and glorious for the born-again person. Note how the fear of the end is easily transformed to beauty by mixing the word of God with faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15 reads, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. All things are for our sakes, even the very end of the world. Romans 8, 28 reads, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to the, his purpose. Proverbs four eighteen. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. These verses mean that today is the best day of my life and tomorrow will be better. 
Isaiah chapter 54, excuse me, verses 16 and 17. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of God, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Absolutely magnificent. The word of God is absolutely magnificent. Add the following gospels to your three by five cards. Second Corinthians 4.15, Romans 8.28, Proverbs 4.18, Isaiah chapter 54, verses 16 through 17. Also review the following 18 subjects on God said, man said. Sister Ruth reviewed these features. We recommend to a day. And don't forget to add to your fine collection of gospels. You will continue to grow in strength and confidence. In regard to fear for your family, hold up the standard of faith in your home, teaching your children to mix the word of God with faith. Ephesians 6, 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Keep in mind that God loves your family more than you do. If anyone like Sister Ruth doubts his or her own salvation, click on the further with Jesus. Do it now in return. We will wait for you. As we seek the face of God in his holy word, as we put on the mind of Christ, our love for God and our love relationship with Jesus Christ will continue to grow and flourish. Finally, Sister Ruth, in regard to knowing each other in eternity, the short answer is that we will. Read the following passages, Luke 16, 19 through 31, and Matthew 17, 1 through 5. Oh, one last thing, Sister Ruth. Your confusion will disappear when you hear only God's voice. God's word is true and righteous altogether. If we embrace it, we will have life and have it more abundantly. God said, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. God said, First John four eighteen, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. God said, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 through 3, Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Man said the Bible was not authored by God, but just written by men, and it has no insights of any real value. Now you have the record.